Welcome. To Arcade Audio. week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Sorry, if I was supposed to like say something beforehand. Normally I say something like witty or funny before like we actually start recording, but the recorder's going and I wasn't looking. I was pulling up notes to the movie that I have to pretty much read. <laughs> to get through oh, yeah, verbatim. Episodes. Yeah, yeah, because I so, don't have any Sorry notes. if I was just was just staring off into space. It's cool, it's no better than what I'm doing. You're fine. Let's get amped. Let's get hyped. What'll get you ha- like? I almost said hamped right now. <laughs> What'll get you hamped? You want some ham and cocaine? <laughs> yeah, wrap it up. What is like the weirdest? <sighs> the weirdest combination of food and drugs that somebody could do. Ketchup like... bologna sandwiches. Ketchup and bologna sandwiches. And heroin. <laughs> Ketchup and bologna sandwiches. Considering I've done very little drugs in my life. I don't know like what it would be like. I've never done drugs in my life. You're funny. Um, Look, we don't know who listens to this. <laughs> never done anything in my Have life. Have you taken an Advil? That's all I'm referring to. Um, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I've taken one. The prescri- the amount you're supposed to take. You take like six at a time. Not every day. <laughs> when I got my, uh, my biometric screening uh, last week and, you know, just going over how poor it was. Um, the, just another thing she said, like going over to tests and stuff, she's like, also like, you, you should check for elevated liver, liver enzymes. I'm like, oh, I, I already have that. I have she's a like, fatty you know? liver. I was like, well, because I've had that naturally like my entire life. Like, I just remember like getting like a physical before going to college and then like telling me I had it. Like a fatty liver. And that was before I was taking like fucking 20 Advil a day, I feel like, to like deal with my back pain. Yeah. And the number one thing you're, those things though it's like oh yeah you, 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 your stomach's gonna bleed and your liver's gonna suck <laughs> it's like check check i already got him what else are you gonna do what a positive start to today's episode what we normally do here instead of talking about how we're gonna die way too early is um just me you're you're past your expiration is um according to a blanket <laughs> is we talk about a random movie that we watched uh from our other massive movie collection no from our movie uh <laughs> That's the It's all those Advils. I'm spitting everywhere. What am I doing? You mush mouth. So we have we, a lot of movies. We watch them. We talk about. It. We talk about our lives. You hopefully enjoy you animals. You jagaloons. Why are you mad at them? They didn't do anything. You're <laughs> looking at an iPad. <laughs> they can't like they can't see me. They I don't can know. hear it in your voice. We both so it's what's uh, wrong. My head just started hurting October 20, so bad. October 29th, two thousand nineteen. What? Right. That's not the date. Uh, we each had a rough day at work. Various reasons. 
Nothing nothing too severe. Just one of those days of work where it's like, it's time to go home yet, and it's like 8.30. You're, <laughs> you're still in the car. I haven't even gone inside. Um, but we're trying to get ahead of schedule on what's a jam-packed last two months, uh, not only for the podcast, but just in our lives. Uh, we're doing a... End of the year always sucks for us. Yes, because we have the holidays, and then we have Jillian's birthday, and just work is busy, and a bunch of other things. My birthday is in there. Throw that in there. Holidays. Um... So we're doing we're doing this movie that we watched uh, over 10, two 12, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah we watched it over two weeks ago. Yeah, um, we talked about it in previous weeks, and uh-huh. that we had a nice uh, like family like slumber party sleepover type thing in our living room with a bunch of blankets and snacks and stuff. We let Jillian pick the movie that we watched. She picked the Peanuts movie, and that then you know. Per- and uh, neither of us took notes. I took like two notes and I accidentally deleted them and I deleted my banana splits notes. And you I, actually I did the same notes. thing. I did the same thing. So we've been putting this off uh, until we got through the Halloween Creep 2K19, but it's, it's, it's time to do this today. Time we already to have done two of the four movies we're watching for Jillian's birthday and Thanksgiving, um, which we'll be recording hopefully sometime soon. And then next week is Serenity, which as of press time we still have to watch and then we'll record. So, um, oh wait, this isn't there until next week. I'm all... All out of whack. Look, you'll hear it when you hear it, all right? <laughs> all right? Remember when we, like, when we first started the podcast, and I don't remember why we do this, but like we like watch a movie, record immediately, because without the flexibility of having a chi- of not having a child, we just record right away because we could stay up to like 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, meanwhile, it's quarter to 10, and we're I'm both like dead. I'm crying. I'm like, um, I want to just go to sleep. But then like, like we just wouldn't air it for like a month, so it'd be like, oh, well, I just watched... Uh, the Force Awakens, and it's like, what? Last Jedi just came out. <laughs> like, it was really weird. So this is, like, the closest we've gotten to that in a while. We normally try to keep everything, like, in order. Within, from within a couple of days as well, we like to try to do it. The one also airs. Yeah, air That same, yeah. We just be, that way it's, like, like modern. Like, I don't want to say, like, right now, like, you know, uh, I, like, what's a fucking example? Like, man, that... Tom Hardy, what a great guy. And, like, I wake up tomorrow and, like, he stabs seven old people. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> like, I gotta go back and edit that because it's the case. I'm sure there's plenty in, like, the lexicon of the Arcade Audio Network and even beyond that. Where, like, things that somebody has said where it's, like, has not aged well at all. Yeah. Not not by any volition of them, but, like, you know, it's like, man, you know who my hero is? That Bill Cosby. And it's like, damn it. I'm sure there's plenty of I'm sure. A hundred percent there is. That's why I almost said Tom Hanks and I didn't want to jinx it. Like, Tom Hardy, we can lose Tom Hardy. We can't lose Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hardy's a nice man. He is. But I, if, would, you, would you rather find out it was a scumbag? Hardy or Hanks? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I did hear some dirt about, not dirt about Tom Hanks, but I did know that there's, like, the weirdest beef between the two nicest people in Hollywood, between Tom Hanks and Henry Winkler. Like nobody's really? ever nobody's ever had a bad thing to say about either one ever, but they t- they hate each other. Why? Apparently, Henry Winkler was the uh, the original director on Turner and Hooch, uh-huh. which I don't know if we own or not. Um, I think we do, probably. And like Tom Hanks just didn't like him, like just doesn't like Henry Winkler, like didn't think he was a good director. So like they fired Henry Winkler, and they had to get a new director. And to this day, like neither one of them will talk about it. <laughs> like they somebody That's asked, real awkward. somebody like asked Henry Winkler, I think it was like Andy Cohen or something a few years ago, and he's like, I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna get a Christmas card from him and he's not gonna get one from me. And that's still like as serious as it gets. And then like I almost want to be like Henry Winkler, hey, 
hey Hanks, fuck him up the ass. But like that wasn't it. It was just like not a nice, not a nice man to me. Everyone else says he's a, a charm. That's weird. It's weird, That's right? So weird, right? Oh man. Yeah, but it's like it's fine. Like I'm sure like Bob Ross and Weird Al wouldn't have gotten along. Like like you know, all those like nice people that nobody has anything bad to say about. Okay. Just, just there's oil and vinegar. Oh. Only enough room for one nice person. Not oil and vinegar. Uh, oil, oil and, and water. water. Oil and vinegar goes together great. Yep. <laughs> Lamb and tuna fish. You're the worst. I'm everywhere tonight. You're, you're awful. Let's get to the movie, huh? Sure. It's the Peanuts movie. Dream big. Okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Don't look at me. I'm looking at you. Dream big and laugh along with good old Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Lucy, Linus, and the rest of the beloved Peanuts gang as you've never seen them before. Mm. In a brand new feature film from the imagination of Charles M. Schultz and the creators of Ice Age. You thought I was going to say Schultz, didn't you? It is Schultz. No, it's not. There's no T. I think it's still pronounced Schultz. Nope, it's Schultz. It's not Scholes. Charles M. Scholes. It is. There's no T. That's the foot dude. <laughs> not Scholes. Join everyone's favorite eternal optimist, Charlie Brown, as he embarks on a heroic quest, while his beagle pal Snoopy takes to the skies to pursue his arch nemesis, the Red Baron. It's a, a hilarious and heartwarming adventure that proves every underdog has his day. Funny, sweet, and smart, says Richard Roper at the Chicago Sun-Times. That's one. <laughs> but I just want to confirm, uh, Alexa, who created the Peanuts comic strip? Peanuts was created by Charles M. Schultz. It's Schultz. There's no T. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's it does still matter. Schultz. It does matter. You can't pronounce something with a T when there's no T. It's how it's pronounced. It's just how it was spelled, but it's still Schultz. I think you're wrong. Alexa just confirmed I, it. I don't believe her. Oh, my God. She doesn't even know who like Marie Antoinette is, so I'm not going to. What? What does that come from? Look, I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Hold on. I'm going to confirm this right now. Here's an interview. Charlie Rose. Here's another one. <laughs> Charlie Rose, an awful human being. For nearly half a century, some 50 years, Charles Barkley Schultz has brought us the Schultz. agony and the ecstasy Schultz. of the peanuts. You, your ears Schultz. Suck. No, shut For nearly half a century, some 50 years, Charles Barkley Schultz has brought us Schultz. the agony and the ecstasy That's two. of the peanuts. That's <laughs> And did you mess up? A and and? <laughs> no, because I stuttered over... Oh, right. So I'm back. Now I'm up three. I'm up three now. If you're wondering why we're taking so much time oh, on you this. Oh, because it's, it's fucking German. That's why I can't <laughs> fucking say it. <laughs> fucking. Careful, careful. Uh, eh, fuck them. Um, <laughs> um, every 50 episodes, we have a bet on who's going to fuck up reading the back of the box the most. And at the end of it, the loser has to watch a movie series of the uh, of the winner's choosing. I was up one after last week, and now I'm up three, which is a good lead. Oh, you're literally going to how to pronounce Schultz? <laughs> you are psychotic. Shut up. Unmute it. Schultz. That's I said. That just said sluts. 
Charles Slutz. Shorts. Sorry, <laughs> right, you. I should add another one because of all this. So, um, do you remember the other movies we gave to Jillian as an option? I know Fern Gully was one. I think Zootopia was another one. And I don't remember the fourth one. But she picked the Peanuts movie. I don't. I know she has. We bought her like a five minute Peanuts book. She has no idea anything about the Peanuts. She seemed to dig it. Um, didn't see it when it came out. I caught like ten minutes of it on the last cruise we went on. But then I was got ten minutes of it when we watched it. When <laughs> when uh. Well, that's cruise we went on when I got, like, fucking, like... Malaria. Malaria or something. Uh, and was, like, laying in bed and just had, like, a movie on the background and, and thought it was sweet enough. Um, so we watched it with Jillian. She thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't not enjoy it. I, I don't know, I don't know like, what fucking evil, mean-spirited person would not like this movie. <laughs> I wish you're... <laughs> <clears throat> you didn't like this? I liked it. Of course I liked it. I'm not a total bitch. I mean, what the <laughs> frick? I just think it was one of the most inconsequential movies that's ever been made. Yeah, man. I mean, I could have done without it. It's... It doesn't do anything. But the Peanuts aren't popular. I think they still... I don't think they're popular anymore. I think they're timeless. I think there's something that, like, kids know who Snoopy is. Kids know who Charlie Brown and Woodstock are. I think they still put the comic in newspapers and stuff. Um, did you have, do you have to do that right now? What are you doing? I gotta charge my phone. It's dying. I can't look at the notes I don't have. <laughs> um, like, it's not as popular as it once was. Like, when you had, like, the, the original TV specials on television. Sure, 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 And sure, I don't sure, think sure. it reaches, it obviously doesn't reach the heights of, you know, any of the specials. Like, do you, were you ever a big Peanuts fan? No. No? <laughs> Why? You know? I just wasn't into it because I wasn't born in the f- 40s. But it still doesn't, it doesn't, like, it was started, I think, in the 40s. Sure, no. But I was it lasted. More of a fan. More of a fan of zits, baby blues, you know. You a cultured swine. <laughs> Big fan of zits. Give me, give me that zits DreamWorks movie, huh? I enjoy the fuck is zits? The comic strip. I have a bunch of what is uh, zits about? Panels on my um, cut out on my bulletin board mm-hmm. and stuff. It's um, teenager Jeremy uh, and his parents, mm-hmm. uh, and they navigate a. Uh, that that world of him at of his adolescence growing up mm-hmm. and everything like that. Cool. Uh, <laughs> what's the other one you said? Baby Blues. Which I know uh, Baby Blues. The car- I, I like that one. That's a cartoon show. Yeah, I like that. Well, it was a cartoon show. Yeah, but it started as a comic show. I'm aware. So, so, so did Pe- so you know. Peanuts did too. Yeah, but I don't know why I wasn't. I mean, obviously, like, I know the characters. <laughs> I identify a hundred percent with Linus. <laughs> You are. I am Linus. Uh, I think that's why I think titled blanket. I think it hit a little too close to home. I think it's like, how dare he write this comic strip about me? It's not about Linus. I know it should be. (laughs) Were you a big fan of Charlie Brown? No. (laughs) Oh, Oh, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Right, you over the coals. I always like like the tertiary characters. Like I love Schroeder. I love Franklin. Um, of course. 
What does that mean? You always like the tertiary characters. Yeah, like they're just interesting to me. I wish there was like more of them. Um, but I never really watched the the specials or anything because my mom really didn't like them either. Um, but like older and having seen them, like I can appreciate them. It's very wholesome, you know, yeah. good fun. Uh, but there wasn't anything about this that made it like anything beyond what the original like specials and the original like mark of the of the cartoons or like the original strip was. Not that I wanted to be like fucking R rated peanuts, you know what I mean? But it's Charlie Brown whipping his dick out. <laughs> good grief, am I right? Um, that's what he calls it. Uh, I'm aware. I just was watching. I was like, "This is a thing. This, this was not an animated movie, like a lot of other animated movies that did anything to get an adult attention." I feel like there was a couple attempts. There was some like, like jokes or like some nods to like like getting parents like kind of like ha ha he he with it. Sure. But there wasn't anything. And it doesn't even need to be anything suggestive or in your windows. Just kind of giving me something to hold my attention. Right. And Paul Feig was, I think, one of the producers of this movie. Yeah, which surprises me. That's surprising. I because that. he would, I feel like he would almost definitely be the kind of person to make sure that there is stuff for us in it. But also, like, we waited two weeks to record it. So, like, I don't withhold a lot of the movies like like plot and I know that Charlie Brown is a sad sack who is just permanently what's the phrase I'm looking for he's just been dealt a bad hand permanently yeah. shit on yeah he yeah permanently sh- I was trying to avoid saying that specifically oh, but he was he's permanently just got a stick shoved up his butt. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> no, you were close to the first uh, time. No, he's just, you know, he's just got bad luck. All the bad things happen to him. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, he's so awkward, just, he's socially yeah. inept. So it's just that for 90 minutes, mixed in with this subplot of, like, Snoopy writing this book and, and like, the side... Well, that, that's always been a subplot. I know it's always been a subplot, but, like, specifically, like he finds a typewriter, and, and, he, and he writes the, the story about, like, the Red Baron. Yeah, but he, in the strip, that was that was his shtick as well. And I just didn't care about any of that at all. Well, because we're not born in the freaking 40s. So, so here's what I'm going to do. Unprecedented. I'm going to read the plot off of Wikipedia of this movie, just so we can remember everything that happened. And so everyone at home knows what happened, Okay. So when the little red-haired girl moves into his neighborhood, Charlie Brown becomes infatuated with her. Though worries his long-running streak of failures failures will prevent her from noticing. Thank God, this doesn't count for anything. Uh, after Lucy tells him he should try being more confident, Charlie Brown embarks on a series of new activities in hopes of finding one that will get the little red girl to notice him. Little red-haired girl. <laughs> this little red girl right over there. Um, first attempt is to do the magic show. His sister's Sally's act goes wrong. He sacrifices his time for her rescues her and humiliates himself. Then he tries to impress her at the dance. He does so. Uh, Snoopy teaches him moves, but then he slips and sets off the sprinkler. This is basically an animated meet the parents. <laughs> it's basically what this movie is. Yeah. And life is Robert De Niro's character. Yep. Um, then he's partnered with her to write a book report. She's not there because of a family illness, so he has to write the report. 
He tries to impress her and writes a report about war and peace. Um, which wasn't there some joke is like, oh, you got to get the book about uh, war, war and peas. Like that was like some guy's name or something. Uh, and then it's revealed that he's the only person to get a perfect score on a standardized test. Everyone like builds him up on this pedestal and he realizes that it wasn't him. It's was actually Peppermint Patty, who we'll get to later. Um, all right, Chuck. Dec- declines the medal, loses all his popularity. Uh, and then they fail the assignment because the report gets destroyed by an airplane, of course. And then the little redhead girl chooses him as the pen pal. Uh, Linus convinces Charlie to tell him how he feels, and she says he wants to be the pen pal because she can see like how good he is to everybody else. Like how good of a person he is. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, they're eight. That's how old they are? Is eight? I do believe. Okay. Uh, he, he's, he always wants to fly a kite. He teaches this little kid how to fly a kite, and I think he still screws it up. Um, she appreciates his selflessness, determination, blah, 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 blah. The kids congratulate him, carry him away. All right. And then the subplot, Snoopy finds a typewriter, writes a novel about the, about the flying ace, trying to save Fifi from the Red Baron with Woodstock and his friend's help, using the key events and situations surrounding Charlie Brown as inspiration to develop a story. Uh, Snoopy defeats the Red Baron and rescues Fifi. And then Lucy reads, she calls it the dumbest story she's ever read, throws a typewriter at her, <laughs> and kisses her nose. Causing her to run away. So Snoopy almost kills Lucy by throwing a typewriter at her. That's cool. <coughs> that was the penis movie. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so man has been picking your feet this entire yeah. time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't have anything. Yeah. Like you said, I think that it's the most inconsequential movie I've watched. I think ever. I mean, the, um, the ending is really sweet when sh- she kind of highlights why Charlie Brown is such a good person. Yeah, that's the whole point. Like, you know that if, if you know anything about the Peanuts is he's a good person, bad things constantly happen to mm-hmm. him. End of story. Uh, before the credits hit, then we get the football bit, which they just can't help themselves. They just gotta do. They gotta do it. Has it like, so I don't know my Peanuts lexicon. Has he ever kicked that fucking no, football? No, that's the like, whole point. Like, ever. That's the whole point. Nope. Ever. That sucks. Nope. But they don't even really go into, like, Linus doesn't have a lot to do. Linus is just fucking best friend in it with Charlie Brown. Well, that's the whole... That, that Lucy... That's supposed to. Well, they didn't give Linus his stuff. They didn't do anything with, you know... The, pumpkin. The great pumpkin yeah. or anything like that. Lucy. Lucy... The, just a bitch. No, you're thinking of... Uh, no, yeah. No, yeah, Lucy. Lucy, yeah, Lucy's a bitch. Yeah. Not my boss, Lucy, but, but just in case anybody from work. <laughs> Love my boss. Uh, but Lucy from Peanuts is the worst. Um, Linus is your favorite character? I mean... I relate the most to Linus. Mm-hmm. Linus loves blankets, and I love blankets... Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's really hard to watch movies like this because they take place in such a utopian time. Even though bad things happen to the characters, whatever. Oh, he can't kick a football. Or his, oh, how sad for you. Or his kite gets stuck in a tree. Like, there's such first world problems and it's such a utopia that 
it's hard to watch. Right. Because the conflict is like inconsequential conflict. The the synopsis, like the consensus on Rotten Tomatoes sums it up best. It's a colorful gateway into the world that's sweetly nostalgic, if relatively unambitious. This movie is unambitious. That's it just the best tells way the story. It. it doesn't add anything to it. It just retells a story we already know. But I don't think it does a good enough job at introducing some of these characters that, like, you grow to love, like, in the comic strip and everything. Like, there's Schroeder. no real, there's no like world building. Right. There's I mean, no Schroeder does this thing. He plays the fucking piano. Yeah, and, but you know, he's got his but desk like and... in the in the comics, and maybe because it's in the comics, it's in print every day, every week, whatever. Like you learn the characters and like their quirks and everything. Here, I think that you had a. How long was this movie? Uh, ninety minutes. Probably just almost. So exactly. you have like a ninety minute movie to introduce these characters and give them these backstories or these you know, f- facets, and you don't. It's very one note for a lot of the supporting cast, which is sad because the supporting cast is usually the favorites. Peppermint Patty and Marcy and uh, Franklin, Schroeder. Uh, Pigpen. Pigpen, yeah. Mm. And know? they each get like these little moments, but then you have to go back to woe is me and... I know and that it's about him. I know Charlie Brown is the centerpiece, but, you know, I don't know what's on that way. Ew, it's like gunk on the movie. Jillian was playing with it. The oh, other great. <laughs> um, Jillian got gunk on her movie. So, positives. Never going to go wrong with the music. I think it was animated very colorfully and very fun. Yes. It had a lot of life to it in terms of how it looked and how it sounded. I think all the voice acting, for the most part, was pretty good, too. Like, the kids did a really good job of who they were. It just wasn't an animated movie that were like, let's get fucking, you know, like a typical, like, big animated movie now where it's like, Bruce Willis and Selena Gomez and George Lopez and, like, whoever fucking else. I don't watch that movie. I have no idea what movie it was I was just describing um, do you have any dumb questions for me? Which character would you be if you had to be one of these characters? Man, there's some days I feel like Charlie Brown, let me tell you. Um, how many times have you kicked a football? A lot. How, football. how many times have you fallen when you've tried to kick a football? I don't think ever. I don't think that's probably true. Why would I fall in kicking I know. a football? I know. Have you ever had a crush on a redhead girl? <laughs> I thought I'd be like, those first three questions are just building up this. Huh? Um, I actually don't think I have. Good. You can stop thinking about it. Well, now I would just throw my phone at you. This is fun now. Oh, uh, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Is it? <laughs> One thing I didn't like. What's your like? favorite book report that you did in, in school? <laughs> Stupid question. Actually, I have to answer for this. <laughs> Uh, so I have a couple, actually. Uh, both basketball-related. Of course. I read, the, I read this book Have in you ever like, read anything that's not sports-related? Yeah, I read movie books. I used to read everything. Um, Did you forget how to read? Can I tell my goddamn oh, story? Um, I read in sixth grade, I read two different basketball books. Um, one was some book, it was called, like, The Half-Court Chance or something. It was a book about this kid who lives in a trailer, and he won, like, a... Uh, he won uh, some contest, and at the the last game of the season, if he made a half court shot, he won like a hundred thousand dollars or something. Oh, 
uh-huh. and like he meets some like old retired basketball player and he like trains him and like somebody from the basketball team tries to like convince him to fail the shot because they don't have the money to pay him. Really, really bad, weird. I just remember like I really liked it as like a twelve year old and wrote a, a book report at like one hundred and five. I don't remember how you got an extra. Of course, five of course. Whatever. The other one I did was um, oh, was it for that exact one? Yeah, actually, I think it was. I don't remember. There was also something else I had to do, like, a diorama for. And I remember I did a diorama, and it was, like, uh, like some action figure, like, like sticking out of the box, like, shooting a half-court shot. And, like, because it was only in, like, a shoebox, we needed to get this, uh, like, really small basketballs. We bought a Space Jam toy and, like, used the basketball out of it. And some kid, like, stole it from the diorama. And, like, somebody told, like, one of my friends told me about it. Like, they saw him take it. So, like, I reported in the office, and we had to spend, like, the whole day in the office. The kid's like, I didn't take it. And they're like, he said you took it. And, like, somebody told me you took it. It was, like, a five-hour ordeal. Nothing ever came of it. I came home and told my mom that the kid, like, it was the ball was gone, and I think the kid stole it, and we don't know what happened to it. And she got so fucking mad at me. She's like, you know how much that cost? I'm like, yeah, it was like 10 bucks. She's like, why would you take it? We spent so much time on that. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I got in trouble for this. At the end of it. And you didn't learn then to stop telling your mother things? I know. Well, because then I would have brought the diorama home and be like, where's the basketball? I'm like, what the fuck do you care? What are you going to do with it? You're going to go shoot some hoops with some rats? Um, <laughs> so thanks. It was my favorite book report. Now it's my least favorite book report. Um, <laughs> oh, there was something else I was going to say right before that. You were talking about book reports. Oh, so one of the things I didn't like about Back to the Little Red Haired Girl was they spent so much time building it up and from like reading about the movie and reading about the like the lineage of Peanuts that like it's always been like a character like Charlie Brown's always like fawned over that's been like off screen and they tease that throughout like the entire movie where like you get her either far away or in shadows or like a side shot or something and then you finally like get to her and she's like man she's a little fucking girl. What did you think she was going to be? Jessica know. fucking Rabbit? Like, what the fuck? Then I'm invested in the movie. But, like, I, it just felt, like, really unnecessary. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like, have her be there and have her be one of the characters. I don't know. It just it just kind of felt a little felt a little weird. Um, this movie did well. I mean, it didn't, it didn't do, like, <coughs> gangbusters. It made 130 in, in the U.S. Um... I don't think there's going to be like a sequel or anything. It, no, it, it I did don't what, think so. It did what it was supposed to do. Um, yeah. Was there anything you really did not like or really did like that we haven't touched on? Um, just some of the things that they, some of the the ways that they got to places like. I, I liked, actually, I liked a lot the, uh, when Charlie Brown's learning to dance. Some, some like, the little montages. Like, and he's putting, like, all of, like, the... Yeah. The feet down. So I liked that. I thought that was really cute. The problem um, is they did, like, five of those. So yeah. he did, when he learns to dance, when he's doing magic, when he's writing the book report, yeah. when all the kids are loving him so after he gets, skip, like... You skip a lot of time, and I felt like I would have liked to seen those more than... The cuts to Snoopy doing the Red Baron thing. I love Snoopy as a character. I hate the Red Baron storyline. Oh, that whole thing just didn't fucking it. work for it me. I hate it. It doesn't work for me. So you really so the other problem I think again being consequential is like events that are happening. So if you don't like that, 
That's 20 minutes, let's say, 25. So boom, you're at an hour already. Of that hour, there's like 10 to 15 minutes where it's just like Charlie Brown learning how to do something else. So like you literally are left with like 30 minutes, which like this just could have been like a new TV short. Sure. Like sure. it could have been like like one of the Toy Story, uh, like Toy Story tunes or something. It didn't have to be an eighty-eight minute movie that is really accomplishing nothing. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, uh, I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Anything else before we get to MVP and LVP? Mm, I don't think so. So MVP and LVP, animated movies are always difficult, um, especially this one because you don't really have many like notable things. Um, do you kind of have an inkling for? I, I have somebody for each. Do you have an inkling? Well, you mentioned before you said, "Oh, Peppermint Patty will get to her," and we never got to her. So is that who you? <laughs> no, 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 just. One of my favorite what things was the, the whole thing with Peppermint Patty and, and Marcy? Marcy, they're married now. They have a surrogate, and it's totally fine. They don't need a surrogate; they need a sperm donor. Or what? what however, that's called. I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. Women don't need surrogates because women can carry babies. Like a a a a, a, a dick surrogate. Um, uh, did you volunteer? No. Uh, Marcy calls Peppermint Patty Sir, correct? I'm remembering yes. that correctly? Yeah. Has that always been a thing? Always. Huh, okay. Why? I don't know, it's just weird. <laughs> like, I, I know. They have what? one black boy in the whole comic strip that lasted, what, 50 years? Yeah. One black boy. But this girl couldn't call this other girl Sir and nobody says anything. Franklin always got the shittiest storylines. Yeah, justice you know? for Franklin. Justice for Franklin. I like Franklin. Um, no, I just, it's just always very weird. And Peppermint Patty's always wearing flip-flops. Like, Peppermint Patty's like a transplant from Florida. So, relationships with other characters. Peppermint Patty's closest friend, Marcy, calls her Sir. It is never revealed whether this eccentric habit, dating to Marcy's first appearance in the comic strip in 1971, is a result of misguided manners, poor, or, poor eyesight, a snarky reference to Patty's tomboyish ways, or some other reason. For a long time, this was a major annoyance to Patty, who would continually snap and say, stop calling me sir. Um, but Patty always has a crush on Charlie Brown. Man, this is a long-ass article <laughs> about Peppermint Patty. <laughs> um, She's an integral player. I just found it. it you know, it's just... Who's in the midst of this, like, wholesome, like, I can imagine, like, I don't... Like, was this a big deal at any point? Like, were people in the 70s like, you have gay children together? <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm sure. Or is it just us, like, over-analyzing and being assholes, you it know what I mean? One, it could be some of each. Who's your favorite Peanuts character? A Schroeder. Okay. Why? Just asking. You said that very judgingly. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. Um, Mine's Lucy. We should go as Lucy and Schroeder for how long? Linus. I know, I was just trying you to... look like Lucy. Be cute. Why are you saying it like that? You, you look like Lucy. Because you, you have the hair I'm, and the attitude. I look more attitude. like Violet, actually. Thank what you. What the fuck is Violet? She's the one with the brown hair. I don't know who the fuck that is. She's not one of the main characters. Um, Can't handle being a main character. 
Uh, one of the best insults I ever gave to somebody, I don't think you were there. We were playing Ring of Fire. I want to say it was at our house. We were playing Ring of Fire at when we lived in Park Lane, I want to say. And it was a big group of us. It was like me, Rich, uh, Nick Slater was there, uh, Sarah, Augie. The person I specifically remember was Francisco. Um, I don't remember Burke? his last name. Francisco Burke, yeah. Shout out to Francisco Burke if you're listening to this. Sorry he in advance. Listen to this. Uh, I don't even know if he's alive. Uh, he so, uh, somebody, the rule that somebody made from Ring of Fire was uh, when it's your turn, you have to say something really nice about the person to your left, and you have to say something really mean about the person to your right. One of my I favorite. definitely wasn't there because I probably would have been sitting next to you and we probably would have broken up. Well, no, because I was sitting between Nick Slater and Francisco Burke. And I. Francisco is, a, is one of the nicest people. What a nice guy. Never had any issues with him whatsoever. And same thing with Nick, so it was very easy. And so like it got to me the first go-around, and, I, and I, I forget what I said to Nick. It was something very nice. I'm like, you were just one of the most jovial pe- people. Like, you just light up a room, yada, yada. And I had nothing for Francisco, and I looked at him. He was just sitting there, and he was wearing just, like, a solid-colored T-shirt, which he always fucking wore, and the s- s- fucking normal-ass pants. I go... Francisco, you look like a bootleg Peanuts character. <laughs> the place lost it. <laughs> like, I don't remember what happened the rest of the night. <laughs> he just put his hand in it. He's like, fuck, that is perfect. Um, so, yeah, you're Violet. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, MVP and LVP. Uh, so, my MVP is going to be the, the kid who's Charlie Brown. Uh, who we know very well. Because he's like the only child that has done anything of substance, really, in this cast. It is Will from Stranger Things. Sure is. Noah Schnapp. I think he is a great child actor. What he has done on the first two seasons of Stranger Things. Season three, not so much because they finally cut him a fucking break. Because the first two seasons were like so rough on this poor fucking kid. Because <laughs> he had yeah. to be like possessed and like like damage and all this stuff. Season three, they more so delved into like the what is his actual deal, you know, as a as a, a growing person. But I think he's a really really good child actor, and I think that despite everything we said about how hard it is to watch Charlie Brown as a character sometimes and what's going to happen to him, one of those like snowball characters where like whatever can go wrong is going to go wrong and it's going to get worse. Um, he does a really good job of capturing that, but also still capturing. What a, a great spirit he is, and what sure, a good person. Sure, sure, I think that's fair. He does to me. He stood out. I think that's. Does that work for you? Yes. All right. So Noah Schnapp, the MVP of the Peanuts movie. Like I said, I think all the kids did a, a, an admirable job. Um, you know, in their respective roles, uh, the kid that was Linus was good. The kid, uh, the kids that were Lucy and Sally were good. Pepper and Patty, they all did a very, very good job. Uh, LVP. Do you have anybody? No. So, it's going to be controversial, possibly, but my LVP is Kristen Chenoweth. Fifi? Fifi. He didn't do anything. Exactly. So, here's my point. So, the person that played Snoopy is Bob Melendez, who is dead. Yeah, but also... Archival footage of him making the noises for Snoopy and yeah, Woodstock. Yeah, but, like, they don't speak. And this is going to be exactly my point, is that Bob Melendez, even though they're using archival footage, is so much more expressive and so great at being those two characters 
that they didn't even need to like hire anybody else to fucking mutter into a microphone to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Like they'll just use what we have of him, and that's what we're gonna run with. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, there's no celebrities in this. They got Kristen Chenoweth, who is one of the most recognizable voices ever. You can, as soon as she talks, you know who she is. Yes. And they get her to do basically a f- female Snoopy character. And she doesn't do anything. And she it. just, uh, she created a, quote, series of conversational-like sounds to create Fifi's language. Bullshit, she didn't fucking do anything. Yeah. And that whole, that whole chain that we talked about that we didn't enjoy of the Red Baron and the Flying Ace and Snoopy, like, trying to get the love interest, I totally just zoned out of all those. Yeah, me too. Because I, I, I couldn't connect to these two dogs loving each other just from fucking noises. And I blame her for that because this guy did it for 50 years and I get more of what Snoopy's deal is than what Fifi's deal is. Okay, I think that that's all very fair. If you're going to hire Kristen Chenoweth, do something else. Right. Make her violent. Yes. And I'm going to and I'm gonna put part of that on her. Is that she didn't she didn't bring it. Okay. Um, have her be the new wah, 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 but it's like Kristen Chenoweth. I can't do a Kristen Chenoweth impression. Why not? There's 900 reasons why I can't. 500 of them are just my size and my gender. Okay. Um, I mean, she's fantastic. I love Kristen Chenoweth, but not today. LVP of the Peanuts movie. Okay. What else? Because your eyes have been closed for the past five minutes. Look, I'm so, I hit a wall. I'm so tired. It's 10 My finger hurts still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good my Lord. My finger still really Everyone hurts. remembers. Everyone remembers your finger. I slammed my finger in the door. Everyone remembers. It's been hurting me for days. Um, and that's more exciting than this movie was for me. I think we're ready to score it. What do you think? <laughs> we're not going to let Jillian pick movies anymore. Let me go to sleep. <laughs> well, I need your number first. So, uh, it's a... 7-8. Spe- eight. <laughs> a 7.8? No, 7-8-6. Don't give your number out. What are you doing? No <laughs> one knows I'm from Miami. Miami's 305. You're from 786. Let's not get crazy. It's because there's too many people in Miami that they had to start giving out the 786 area code. But don't be like, everyone knows I'm from Miami. 786. Augie also has a 786 number, I believe. Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I should call him. Augie, what's your your zip code? (laughs) What's your area code? What's your area code? Uh, Hold on, I got it right here. Augie is, yeah, he's 786. Yeah, see, I told you. It's okay, but uh, Augie is 305. Come on. A lot of friends who are 786. Score. Peanuts. Yeah, like everybody who I know from Miami is like a 786. And all the, look at all these scam likely calls that are 786 numbers. Imagine if it a 305. <laughs> that would just be your Worse. day. Um, for the ninth fucking time, Samantha, what's your score? For the I was score? trying to think and install you. That's why I, I have my number in my head. What's that number? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, man, come on. I don't want to influence you. Okay. Um, yeah, this movie did nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. I'm going to give this movie... Let me look here. Let me look back here a little bit. I mean, but it was still... I think it was well animated. The music was good. I just didn't buy into it. It was sweet, though. It was sweet. Like, it was sweet. It's innocuous. I would never watch it again. No, no I would never watch never it again. Never watch it again. No. I'm going to give this movie... A three and a half. A three and a half? I just didn't like it. Good lord. It was so meh. Why must you be so cynical? And I thought that you would yell at me if I gave it a five. No, 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 no. No, because that's like deserving. I'm going to give it a six. Oh. Because 
despite everything I just said, like being unambitious and being uh, innocuous and being inconsequential still does still doesn't mean it has no merit to it. If if something is just like a flat line, like that's different. But this has spirit. This had fun. This okay. was for children. Our daughter enjoyed it. I I'll guess. Give her I guess. That. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Okay. I'm sticking with my score though. <laughs> So you liked this as much as the Banana Splits movie last week. Completely different movies. <laughs> I did not enjoy either of them. So a 9.5. So that is a... 4.75. 4.75. 4.75. Yes. I know how to do math. For the penis. Get your foot out of my head. Good Lord. Um, for the penis movie. Uh, I think that's a fair score. I think it's a little low, but that's okay. Yeah, Mr. I'm going to give it a six. Because it was still, like, look, like, it, you know, <laughs> that's all I got at this point. You liked it more than The Notebook. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, no. Come yeah, I stick, I stick by my... Put my foot yeah. in your face. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So, don't have to draw anything, don't have to nominate anything, because this is kind of a special thing for Jillian. So again, next week, Serenity, finally, after almost an entire year of building up to it. Over a year, I think, Mm -hmm. because that was the 2014 Mullet Award movie we should have watched, nominee. So we have that next week. First year of the podcast. Then the following two weeks, we have uh, two episodes related to Jillian's birthday. Uh, She picked... The movies she wanted to watch, and we're doing them. We already said it. Did we? Thought so. Yeah, we'll say it next week. Okay. In case we didn't already. Um, and then after that, we'll finally hit up True Romance. After that, we got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Then we have Samantha's birthday movie. Do you still know what you're... No, no idea? Nope. And then uh, my Christmas movie, which I know, but again, I'm not going to say yet. So, a great end of the year for Married With Movies. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Married With Movies is available on ArcadeAudio.net. If you like the network and you like us, support us. Patreon.com slash ArcadeAudio for bonus content. Please go to Facebook.com slash Married With Movies. Go to at Married W Movies on Twitter. Go to Married Movies at gmail.com. Hit us up. Let us know what you think of the show. Tell Samantha to wake the fuck up all the time. What? Just literally go to any of those platforms. Twitter, Facebook, email, whatever. And just say, hey, Samantha, wake the fuck up. And then send us a movie you want us to watch. And we'll do it no matter what it is. Has- as long as we own it. Yeah. I'm buying too many movies. And Black Friday's coming up. And I know I'm going to buy a lot of movies. Then, God so. dang it. Also, send us money. Yeah, uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio. Please. <laughs> please. We need all the help we can get. Do you have anything else? You haven't had anything for 15 what? minutes. I haven't had anything for 15 years. What? What? That was before me. Well, f- What were you doing 15 years? 15 years ago, you were 17? I was. Oh, man. Junior in high school. Oof. Living Rough. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. I was uh, sitting on the couch reading a book. You were, on whole, you were a whole eight pounds. Uh-huh. You're right. I almost said seven pounds, but then I was going to make me think of that Will Smith movie where he gets stung by a jellyfish. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> not if you haven't seen Seven Pounds, fuck you! We're not ever gonna watch it on the show nope. either, so. I saw a movie in fucking What theaters. were you doing when you were 17? Nobody wants to know. I don't wanna know. I wanna don't answer years ago, it. right now? Oh, no, man. 15 years ago, right now. 15 but years please ago. don't answer it because I don't wanna know because I don't want us to get into a fight after the show. Yeah. 
What does that mean? Huh? I was, what does that mean? I was a senior. You were a junior. You were a senior. 15 years ago? It was 2004. Yeah. So you were you were a senior. About to go into 2005. Oh, yeah, because I was, I was... I'm sorry. I was 17. I was going to be 18 in, a, in, in yeah, a couple months. I was going to be 18 in January. Yeah, I was... Uh, don't even... Please don't, because we're going to get into a fight. We were doing Laura, the play... God damn it! Um, was uh, yeah, and why'd you why'd you want to do that? Drama? We already they go back to episode like fifty something. Oh, yeah, when we did Laura the movie, uh huh, and talked about it, uh huh. You really want to rehash that right now? No, I'm awake now. <laughs> for mullet. This is mullet. Signing off for this week's episode of Merry Movies. We will catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movies. See when you're talking out of here is wow 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 I'm a child at heart, and you're an annoying fucking adult. <laughs> Do you have anything pithy to say? Pithy? Pithy. You're pithy. <laughs> Why do you say pithy like that? <laughs> you you have so much, like, spit pithy. in the back of your tongue. You have a big mouth. Yeah, I know. pithy? Pithy. Pithy? <laughs> you say it like you're... Enunciate pithy? Pithy, but you, you're like pithy. pithy. I don't say that. Pithy? You're like Cindy Brady. Go to bed. Now a really bad Megan Trainer song. Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.